Hello and welcome back to Reeling in the Piers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly movie awards, it is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Scanlon. Today we're presenting our awards to the movies of October 2022, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. Well ladies and gentlemen, Pierce Brosnan gets all the awards, thank you so much for listening, we really hope you enjoyed <laughs> He's both worst, the best and worst actor. This, this he's movie. David Pierce Brosnan is the best actor of the month. He's the worst actor of the month. He's also the movie of the month, the movie of the month. He is the hidden gem of the month and the blatant look of the month. What more is there to discuss? Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> I think that's a new record for uh, quickest podcast. I know people are going to be relieved. Mm. So for the next hour and whatever thing, we'll probably, I guess, we'll just you know. Shiny. Talk about the other movies that uh, didn't win. Yeah. Uh, and you never know, you might be able to change my mind on maybe one or two of the <laughs> movies, one or two of the awards not going to be as Yeah, that's fair. Um, David, hello, welcome back. We're here. It's winter. It's winter, have, winter is gone. The clocks have gone back. It's, it was recording this on Halloween. On Halloween, yes. Spooky oh, scary. Spooky scary season. Yeah. I should have loaded up some, like, Halloween effects. But this is going up tomorrow. I don't, I don't have time. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> No one will appreciate it that no. much. <laughs> Before I am in the morning, I'll be like, they're going to love this cool sound. Uh, um, but yeah, so what we're doing today, as we always do for the Monthly Movie Awards, is we're going to be handing out our um, six awards to the movies that came out in October. Um, if you want to jump around to know when we're talking about what movie, there's the time codes in the description. But the movies we're talking about are The Woman King, The Lost King, Amsterdam, Halloween Ends, Decision to Leave, Black Adam, The Banshees of Inishirin, Intergalactic, Smile, and Bros. A lot of movies this month. A lot of movies this month. And a lot of movies you didn't see. Movies that came out this weekend, but we haven't had time to go see. Like Barbarian. We'll get to. And um, something about uh, Pray for the Devil. Yeah, we're not going to see that. What? What? Not again. Me and David had a great time with a horror movie this month. (laughs) Surely a horror movie's not our thing anymore? No, I think we're passing that. Oh, boo. Um, And yeah, we're going to be talking about the movies coming out in November as well. So, um... For anyone who hasn't, doesn't know how this works, I love Pierce Brosnan. That's, once you have that bit down, all of the rest of the podcast will make sense. No, but we, there's six awards we hand out, which is Movie of the Month, Poovie of the Month for the worst movie, the Pierce Brosnan Award of Excellence in Acting mm. for the Best Actor, the Pierce Brosnan, Incom- Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting yeah. Award for the Worst Actor, the Hidden Gem Award, and the Blighton Muck Award for the Most Overhyped or Under-Delivering Potential a Movie of the Month perfect description and uh, so the academy votes on these awards the academy is two people myself and david and the tiebreaker goes to the producer the producer has changed from what the month it was originally myself and then we've had to get different things in like the magical deer the chilling as you would know audience and um, we had different multiversal um, versions of myself the predator i think he goes by harry styles and- <laughs> oh wow <laughs> jesus so, so um People really liked Harry Styles last month. Yeah. So I thought I'd get another actor from... And it wasn't easy picking this person because there was a lot of great actors, a lot of great... Perform- Pierce Brosnan, I decided to go for Pierce Brosnan this month. I mean, if we we're going to get one actor this month who plays um, someone who can see the future... Yes. There was only one option. Not a native actor, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, exactly, Brosnan. yeah. And um, yeah, so we'll hear from Pierce throughout. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with that, but we'll see. Yeah, because I don't want to oversaturate it. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he'll just come in with every once in a while with a little quip. Yeah, a little a quip little. that you know I might have on my phone. Uh, <laughs> no, he's here. Sorry, he's here. He's right beside me. He's here. And um, so yeah, I thought there was two big, big movies this month. 
Yeah. The Banshees and Black Adam. Yeah. And I think no two movies better describe our personalities yeah. <laughs> than the Banshees <laughs> this year and Black Adam. So rather than waiting, let's get right. In. I think we get right into those two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think so. We're not leaving the best for last. Well, see, my thing was, I feel like we'll talk about that for three hours and then we can be like, uh, ah, bros was grand, rather than talking about, like, allowing too much time for bros yeah, or The Lost yeah. King and then feeling rushed to talk about the two main events. Uh, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and then that way, so if we're starting with best actor, I'll, you know, we get the Pierce Brosnan award out of the way. With, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. I'll have no time for anything else. <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's all the bits and riffs I have planned, except for the other thing I'll do at the end of each movie. Yeah. But if you, yeah, okay, I'll tell, tell, tell people now, you know, okay. just so they don't tune out. So because it's Halloween and it's spooky, scary season, um, all of these movies were, they were monsters of movies, David. Yep. They were, they were thrilling, suspenseful, tense, and uh, coming to kill you. So, what <laughs> this, this, I, I should have Some of them were coming to kill us. They were. I felt like they were coming to kill I us. I had a medical thing this month, and <laughs> one of these movies like, nearly killed me. <laughs> uh, so I've decided to describe each movie uh, in the, in, like, compare it to a, to a, to a classic movie monster. Yeah. So each movie will be compared to that. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Some of them are really good. Some, Some of them are. You got lazy. I got tired because of how much I had to stretch, stretch that one out. Uh, that works. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's 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 get into it. David, yeah. do you want to talk about your favorite movie of the month, probably, yeah. but also probably the year? No, it's still not my favorite month oh, okay. of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, this is Banshees of Inisherin. Whoa! I thought Black Adam. No. <laughs> no. I'm not talking. Not gonna, I'll, I'll get the black Adam. Don't you worry. Uh, no, the Banshees of Inisherin is the new film uh, that's written directed by Mark McDonough. He reteams with his in Bruce crew, so Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson star. Um, and just the kind of basic storyline is Colin Doherty, uh, played by Brendan Gleeson, no longer wants to be friends with. Um, we assume it's his longtime friend. It's not really very clear. Yeah. Uh, poor Igosulavon, played by Colin Farrell, um, and I suppose. Like that's the simple premise. Yep. I, if I was, if I hadn't seen the movie, I would go in with that and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, because like honestly, when I had heard this premise, I kind of went in thinking, where are they going to go with this? Yeah. Like it's, it seemed it seemed a little bit too simple for me. Like it it didn't. Um, it, it seemed a bit too dull, was it? Yeah, it seemed. Well, it just seemed a little bit kind of generic or whatever. Yeah. But I was I was pretty blown away by where they went with it. Um, like. Uh, I've heard from from people certain um, certain um, issues they had with the movie, but personally, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, first of all, like it's it's a film about existentialism. I think is the main issue, but it's also about like your sudden realization of mortality. There's also this whole thing about like and uh, another reviewer I listened to um, mentioned this is that like. We've gone from a world where we're more focused on being remembered rather than actually enjoying our lives mm-hmm. and sharing it with people like who are quote unquote nice. Yeah. Um, which is another issue they they bring up and the idea of that kind of person being nice, you're kind of drilling it out of them. Yes. To make them to harden them up almost. Yeah. Um. So that's a, that's another issue. And then look, there's there is allusions to civil war, which was it, it kind of takes place during that era in Ireland on um, the island, the fictional island of Inishirn. Um. And there's kind of allusions to that and the consequences of that and um. Kind of, I, I don't want to say the pointlessness of it because the, you know some people feel there's a need for it, but in the end, the conflict 
is pointless because yeah. they, they're in the same spot they were um, when when they started. So look, I personally, I really, really enjoyed it. I think number one, um, like the, the acting is incredible. Well, that's I, what we're talking about. This. this is the best actor. Best actor, actor yeah. So this is yeah. up for but, everyone in this. Yeah, like, like the, and that's the other thing is like there's there's four main actors in this. So there's Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell. Five. The donkey, <laughs> Jenny the donkey. Jenny the donkey. Um, then there is uh, Kerry Condon who plays uh, Colin Farrell's sister, and then there is um, Barry Kilgan. Barry Kilgan who plays Dominic, who's kind of the island doofus. Doofus. But you know what? Like it's funny. He's he he has these lines in it that make him seem really smart. Or yeah. Just he, and it's it's there's a, there's a mirroring in the movie where um Colm no longer wants to be friends with Porik because he finds Porik is too nice and a little bit too dull but then Porik's doing the exact same thing with Dominic that yeah. he he says oh you know he's he's probably the most dull person in the island which is or isn't true depending on yeah. um the way you look at it also yeah we'll, we'll try to keep this to as yeah, free as I know that's I, I don't want to say too much if you haven't seen the movie but th- like just in terms of the production design is, yeah. is incredible um I I've been to Inishmore and I've been to Ackle Island and they're both almost like characters in this movie the way you kind of experience them I was just well similar to how Missouri and Bruges are characters yeah, in it, Martin McDonough's exactly, last two movies yeah, it is becoming a bit of a trend <laughs> and, the, and the location of Seven Psychopaths yeah, exactly yeah. wait that's, that's Hollywood Hollywood, it's, Hollywood yeah. geez, you've just every Missouri to go and you've done the I know yeah you complete the set everyone um, then in terms of like again I, as I said I was kind of blown away by the story but just in, in terms of the acting like I was I really enjoyed the fact that everyone kind of got a chance to show their acting chops like and uh, I mentioned this in my review that it doesn't kind of take away from the overall story or the plot or anything like that so it's not like you, you kind of um get brought down a rabbit hole of like oh we just have to focus on this one person for yeah. this portion of the movie it's it, it's linked in that way really nicely and I think what's interesting as well I know you're still in the middle of the setup but I just wanted to jump in was that like the press for this was so focused on Farrell and, and Gleeson. Yeah. If you ever watched any of them, the two of them would just always be raving about Conlon and Kilgan. Mm. And I don't think Kerry Conlon did any press for this. I don't know if she was shooting no, something else. I, I saw a bit of Gary Kilgan doing some interviews and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 weird that it's it's framed as a Gleeson Farrell like duo pick. Yeah. But um, there's yeah, there's there's other characters even outside of the main two. Yeah. Like like. Pat Short, Pat John Co- John Kenny. Yeah. Like I think it is like and like wherever this movie goes, I if this got nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture or something like that, I love the idea of those two lads yeah. being an integral part of a Best Picture nominee. Like that is just <laughs> and, oh, I, 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 I'm trying to talk too long at this point as well, but also the, the cultural nuance or references or um similarities, I guess, or how recreations yeah. of what the movie's able to do is great as well. Yeah. And so. it, it does feel so like true to what that part of Ireland is like yeah. at that time now again it's it's 1920s kind of Ireland but like the whole idea of being in a community that's so close knit that everyone knows what's going on between each person that there's that one person we know that just wants to hear gossip all the time there's there's the old woman who just who knows everything even before most people know it yeah um and yeah it it's it, it is very true to home and i think that's one of the criticisms i've heard from people is that how do foreign audiences get their I heads around by lo- but see it hasn't really hit america big yeah. yet because uh, i think it's still only in limited release but i'm so intrigued to like yeah. people that we watch on youtube and uh, listen to for podcasts yeah. i'm really intrigued to see what they yeah. think but even it. like i've heard some english reviewers and they're raving about it but again <laughs> I, I think that i i do think that's that's more a sense of they're raving about the film and martin mcdonough rather than 
I don't know if they actually really get the culture of okay, yeah. it, but it's it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, is there anything else I wanted to mention? Yeah, like the animals in it as well. They, they're the characters in, in themselves. Jenny the donkey, and I can't remember what the dog's name is, but like they, they're in it like probably as much as any of the like supporting cast. Like. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting with them as well is they're, they're kind of used for the plot as well. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you know, rather than like just kind of being like his, your man's dog or yeah. your man's donkey. Yeah. Uh, and then, sorry, the other thing I needed to mention is this movie is really funny. Like, I I don't know, is it the fact that we were in a in a cinema just full of people? Yeah. And it, like every time there was something that just hit, it hit big time. Yeah. But like, I I just found it was like compared to other movies, I, I looked up the list this year. Like, I don't know if there was anything that came out this year that which was as funny. Well, Morbius was hilarious, but I, I think <laughs> in, it was, the, in a different way, yeah, a different mind. Yeah. 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 Mind, yeah. Um. But yeah, and personally, I I really enjoyed it. Um. I, but as I said, I've I've heard criticism from certain people that that didn't enjoy it as much. Cut to Gary. <laughs> no, I I didn't. I thought it was very good. Uh, I thought the performance, like you said, I'm just going to mirror everything you said about the performances, the visuals, the cinematography is great. Um, I and like yeah, I, I really liked the whole on the surface about two friends, you know, falling out or the dissolution of that friendship, and then obviously the more existential crises and dilemmas that kind of come with what they're looking to achieve from it and stuff and and whatever but i don't know i it just didn't hit me i, I don't know what it was I, I maybe i wasn't in the right mood for it because it is very despairing and tragic at yeah. times um, and i just felt that it, it's a bit of what you were saying like where you didn't know where it was going at the beginning and i kind of felt it was like that the whole way through and i felt the pace for me was just like where are we going with this and it was it just it was kind of like another scene happens and another like i i, I this i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying for me i was just kind of like I wanted something that I could maybe hook myself into the movie a bit more with yeah. rather than just the overwhelming sense of like dread. And like, I, I think there were some great moments of like tension and great scenes of like reactions of like, obviously, you know, Colin Farrell's not meant to be talking to, or Pork's not meant to be going up to your man, Brendan Gleeson's character. Cool. Colin, now you get there. Uh, but he, the scenes where he does, you're just like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. And, uh, and just seeing, but also there was some characters, speaking of Barry Keoghan and Kerry Conlon as well, I would have liked to see their characters a bit more. I think, her, the, her, his sister's character's name is... She, Siobhan. Siobhan. There was something kind of interesting with her that I felt like I thought we were going to understand a bit more about her past that I thought was interesting. And there's something that happens to Barry Keoghan's character that on the surface, I'm like, oh, that happened because of that. But I would have liked it maybe a bit more yeah, yeah. Like, of I, that. I, I do feel they kind of lost their way a little bit with that character. But I think it refers more to his family. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why why his character goes a certain way. Um, yeah, like in, in terms of one criticism I had, I would have liked to have seen maybe at one point, whether it be a flashback or even just the day before, what those two characters as were friends. like as yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. And then it would have hit home a little bit more. But I can definitely tell that with Martin McDonough he probably just wanted to get straight into it and just like just have it as something that like was was more kind of mystical in terms of like we don't know what they were like before and that's that's what I kind of liked about actually that is one thing I enjoyed with it yeah. where it was like because we only really saw what what poor thought their friendship was like yeah. and then a, a bit into the movie we understand where Columns was yeah where Colin's viewpoint, so because the audience hasn't seen it, we have to go yeah. with Colin's, uh, Pork's word for it, yeah. and then we kind of understand where Colin's coming from. So I like that it's yeah. not really fully revealed. And we, we've seen that previously. We've seen it with uh, in Bruges, where, like, obviously the two characters there are friends in London before they even get to Bruges, stuff like that. But it's all kind of, again, left un, un, um, Said. unshown or whatever. And then the same thing in, in 
uh, Ebbing, Missouri, where we don't actually see the crime yeah. and stuff like that, or even the daughter. We don't actually meet her at all. And again, it's it's up to the the audience to kind of make up their own minds of what yeah. that was like previously. So again, I think that's something Mark McDonald does. Again, the way he directs seems to very much be in the in the vein of like a play. Uh, and obviously coming from that background I think that's it, it, it kind of makes sense but um, again might have been something they, they could have changed personally I enjoyed it the fact that you were kind of it was it was down to the audience to make that decision up for themselves yeah. and as you say um, it's it comes down to characters opinions rather than like being shown um, objective facts and, yeah uh, um, but yeah like uh, th- just because we're in the, the the best actor category I just like we we couldn't pick one, one person out like if I had to pick anyone I would say Kerry Condon just because it was so surprising that she was the, so the good. best out of the four no well just for me it was oh, just more surprising like that she yeah. stood out as like going head to head with those two and even like um uh, Barry Keoghan he, like he's he's built up a real really good resume <laughs> I saw something on yeah, Letterboxd yeah. I don't know if you saw it as well where it was well, like yeah. uh, where, where is it I need to find this uh, oh no where is it oh yeah a fine addition to the Barry Keoghan playing a little freaky weirdo cinematic universe exactly yeah um, but just to see like I've gotten used to those three actors like really putting in good performances but I've never seen Kerry Condon before so seeing her like go head to head with those three yeah. and like coming out looking really really strong yeah i'd hope to see her again then want to see her nominated for best supporting actress yeah exactly yeah um but yeah like we can probably talk more at the end oh who, big time yeah who, who wins it from the entire category yeah will i talk about black adam yeah move on let's go just I, to I keep, the, keep the high quality oh yeah big time um so yeah black adam <laughs> what is this movie about the uh oh sorry i've already forgotten the thing i was gonna do oh yeah sorry yeah so what halloween monster is this pennywise all smiles but there's a sinister vibe there yeah. See, that's yeah, good, isn't that's it? Good. They're not. They're not all that good. <laughs> um, okay, so Black Adam. Where do I begin? This movie has been in development for fifteen years, nearly yeah. when The Rock got announced for it. So, what, what's that? What year is that? Two thousand seven. Keep keep that year in mind. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so it follows this archaeological team um, trying to get these. Um, this gang out of their country called Intergang and it's this nation in the Middle East that's kind of controlled by you know from gang to gang to gang it has no sort of independence whatsoever there's always someone controlling it doesn't no government it's always um, someone is always in control of it so these archaeologists are going around to try and find remnants of their past or something I can't yeah. remember anyway so they go to this te- they go to this this is not spoilers then they go to this temple thing and they one of the archaeologists archaeologists whose name is oh Adriana that's it uh, Adriana is you know in this cave trying to find some crown oh yeah the magical crown thing and then says the famous words Shazam and Black Adam arises from 5,000 years in slumber uh, to take out this army this intergang and from that he looks to um what, what's his whole deal again he's just like leave me alone I want to want to do my own thing yeah, he's kind of a... He says he's not a hero. Yeah, but. oh, we'll get, to the, we'll get to all that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to set up the whole premise. So he's going around killing people, all these soldiers or whatever. And they I, sh- I suppose the thing is that the, because this nation has been in um, kind of flux for so long and it hasn't really had a ruler, the fact that Black Adam shows up, they kind of have someone that they can get behind. And yeah. And they obviously... Um, Adriana wants him to kind of rule not even rule but just be a Protect, protector yeah. of, of that country yeah and so then what happens is Amanda Waller's uh, 
what you call it, sees this as a threat to humanity and sends in the Justice Society of America, headed up by Hawkman, and he enlists the powers of Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and the Atom Smasher, and it is up to them to go and stop Black Adam from uh, destroying everything by saying the word Shazam, which turns him back into his normal human form, because 5,000 years ago, uh, the Black Adam powers were bestowed upon this kid who had been rioting against the king at the time. Yeah. And... I bet, I get basically how the movie goes is, is exactly how you would imagine the Justice Society gets sent in. Stop Black Adam. He's like, I'm not joining any superhero things. I'm not a hero. I'm a bad guy. The whole thing. And all the, all the while, Intergang are trying to get the crown so they can do the bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I don't, there's not much more nuance to no, it. Oh, yeah. That's fine. So I went to go see this by myself because it came out on the Friday and I just needed. I just need to see it. I was just, whatever mood I was in, I was just like, I'm just going to see this by myself. And I had a fucking great time. This movie is wall-to-wall action. It is nothing special. It is everything you've seen before in a superhero movie. And by that, I mean, it steals the best part of superhero movies from the last 15 years, whether it's the slow-mo scenes, whether it's some of the quippy dialogue, whether it's character power sets. Music. Music as well. It steals everything. But for me, it was just such a turning off the brain and just watching this action unfold and I can so get why people don't like it however I do think the Rotten Tomato score is very harsh on this movie I don't think it's half as bad as some other stuff especially what Marvel has done for me personally I think this movie is better than Eternals I honestly think it's better than Spider-Man No Way Home I think it's better than Thor 4 no more Thor far from board and also Doctor Strange can we get some fucking sense into this movie please it is a more enjoyable movie yes the dialogue is not fantastic I know one of the complaints you had David was that it's just too much action and too much falling about or too much like flaying about however i'm like it's a rock superhero movie he's not there to deliver nuanced character development and dialogue it's all smashy smash the cgi is quite impressive at times as well except for the one scene in the flashback that i don't want to spoil and um, but uh also as well just to mention as well as much as i joke about pierce brosnan the character of dr fate is so well realized in this movie and so well utilized except for the bits where he's like i gotta go now bye where he would have been very useful um and pierce brosnan he does all right in it but like the character itself is what kind of shines through and i thought the other some of the other characters uh hawkman played by an actor called aldous hodge was very good noah centineo is grand he's you know doing the you know doofus doofusy (laughs) character to get the, you know, young TikTok girls to watch the movie. And then I saw uh, Cyclone, even though, like, again, we don't even learn much about these characters. We're just thrown them, and they're like, here, here's what these characters are. Just go with it. But I just thought her power set, even though I don't fully understand what it was, was just visually interesting, and I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, so, look, overall, it's not a, um, you know, it's not a slam dunk. It's not a dark night, but it's just a fun time in a cinema, and for that, it... It gets the gets the nomination for Pierce Brosnan as best actor of the month because it's his award, David. We couldn't dis, disrespect him like that. This is his first movie of the year. His first movie of the year, yeah. So it's only oh no, he had that other one called The King's Daughter, which was filmed in 2012 like twelve and only came out like this year. Oh, yeah. Questions, thoughts, comments, David. Yeah, I kind of disagree. <laughs> yes, almost all of that. Whoa. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like for for me, like I. Like the uh, the interesting bit was probably doing the archaeologist bit in th- at the start where they they find Black Adam and then when he comes out I think the action scene where he comes out and starts fighting like that's pretty cool and then he goes outside and starts fighting and that's pretty cool and then he meets the Justice Society and fights them for a bit and 
kind of getting sick of this <laughs> and then and then Andrew Gang come again and he, he fights them um, so so where where's the bit where you weren't enjoying it um, it was yeah it was just and it was too long as well um, no like positive in terms of positives I think there was something they could have leaned into was the fact that yes that <laughs> I know what you're going to say already but I, it, the Justice Society appear once Black Adam um, is raised from his tomb or whatever but like this is a country that's been under rule by um, by this gang or whatever or mercenaries for years and they they haven't you know decided to, to fight against them at all but because once they get this you know hero that can actually fight for them they decide to actually get involved so that's mm-hmm. something I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more kind of in depth to. I know it's a superhero movie I know it's a, no I like it, because of the, the region it was set as yeah, well I thought it was a very interesting thing they could have done around the social commentary of America yeah. let's say or like you know superpowers of the world you know in, putting themselves in situations that they had no interest in yeah. before, but what they deem as like, you know, potentially something that might yeah. um, be of, uh, you know, might not align with their interests. Yeah. They're like immediately they're trying to be this, yeah. this quote unquote saviors. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think they did a little bit and I can understand why they didn't go all in on it because it could have caused uh, issues with, you know, politics or whatever. But um, yeah, and just like, it's, yeah, there's way too slow-mo. There's way too many, too much slow-mo. Like, the action is fine. I think, like, the third act falls apart for yeah, me. Yeah, for me as well. Again, I just want to jump in just to clarify yeah. that I don't I don't stand by this yeah. movie as a solid bit of work. Uh, I just, but, yeah. like, I think if you're on board with the movie until the third act, because there is a scene, and you had said it to me before, where I'm like, okay, the movie can be done now, yeah. but then it's not. It's not. There's another 40 minutes. But, you know, I but, like, I'm, I was so on board with it by then, I was kind of like, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though, like, the villain kind of shows up I don't know, like Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like, like that. Oh, this this is happening now yeah, as well. Yeah, and it's it's the same thing where we see in Marvel movies that they do the whole thing where it's just the good guy is fighting the opposite of him, except they have the same powers. I think DC are falling into the same trap of like third act just the movie yeah. just falls apart because they're like, what do we do now? We'll just oh we'll have a fight. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's totally fine. Like it's. I I disagree with you in terms of like some of the Marvel movies. I don't think it's I don't think it's as good as any of them. Maybe maybe Thor. Thor four is no Doctor Strange is, uh, is bad movie. It's so bad. Oh, well, I disagree anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, but well, you know we can always go to the fucking fridge. Oh look, it's Pierce Brosnan. Um, <laughs> You're done, mate. But in terms of like the actual world, I do like the fact that the Justice Society just is there. There's mm-hmm. no kind of need to, to build them up. I think Doctor Fate and Hawkman were pretty cool. Um, like there's no backstory to any of them, but I probably do enjoy that. Um, I I would absolutely watch a, a Doctor Fate um origin story. Like I think he he mentions a couple of things about how he grew up in during the time of World War Two. I mean, if you saw a, like a a Cold War series with him going, you know, doing undercover missions in, in East Germany or in, in Russia and stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. Or even in America. Or well, like that doing, I don't the know. one thing is, Pierce Brosnan's not going oh, yeah. to do it. No, you do a younger version. Timothy Chalamet. Imagine him with a helmet. He'd be so weird. He'd love it. <laughs> little, Tim, little Timmy and his shiny helmet. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard he doesn't want to do uh, any superhero shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think um, there was something there you were saying around um, Doctor Doctor Fate having such like an interesting. No, no. I just well, I I do like him. I just think power set they could have gone more weird. 
Like he, he does the whole thing. He does yeah, his thing budget wise two or like, three times. And I'm like, that's... after the third one, I'm like, they should have done it once at the start and then once at the end with the big bad guy. Yeah, and but what I, I will say is, it, like, so I wish this move because it's effectively a Doctor Strange esque character, yeah. uh, except he doesn't have a weird fucking third eye that makes no sense. But then again, that was a better movie. <laughs> I'm so bitter about that though. Yeah. Um, no, but the uh, no, as in like this movie was like two hundred million dollars or hundred million dollars. Most of that went to the Rock. So, like, you couldn't really yeah, do yeah. much with it. But I think if this character had his own thing, you could probably pump a lot more more into the effects. I also don't like The Rock. So, I have the I have the same thing. Because The Rock's not playing Black Adam. He's playing The Rock as a superhero. Yeah. But when you kind of think of it, I'm not going to defend it too much. I just think it's an in- interesting observation where it's like, The Rock is, like, the only person I could think of that, like, if you found out he had superpowers, I'm like, that makes sense. Just, like, he just exudes superhero-esque physical presence yeah i suppose so it's cool to see him in a movie where that's like where he can just yeah punch throw a guy onto the other side of a mountain so that i kind of found quite interesting i was like this is very cool to see the rock finally be as powerful as he's always trying to be depicted in yeah. movies whether it's holding a helicopter by a chain yeah. or did he throw the boat in jungle cruise i don't know yeah. but he probably pitched it in the meeting yeah and um, so that was kind of cool i yeah it's it's just for me, like, The Rock is just... Anytime I see him in a movie, it's just like, this is going to be fine. Yeah. Generic fine movie. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. This is going to be Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, like, do you know what? And um, your one who plays Adriana was really, really good. I, mm-hmm. I would love to see her in more stuff. Um, Aldous Hodge, I, I, ever since I saw um, Straight Outta Compton, he's been, like, someone I've really kind of looked out for. Um, like, the supporting cast were all decent. Except for the kid. The kid was horrendous. Yeah, it was very bad. And like, I, again, I don't know how, how much they put into that. Like, they're probably just like, got the first person they saw that yeah, could fit the role and just like... And could skateboard. Skateboard. I mean, so this is what I mean, that this is the best superhero movie of 2007 because there's a strong presence of the kid likes yeah. to skateboard. Yeah. Which means that some producer had a kid five years ago who loved skateboarding and yeah. in the script. Um, but then again, like I, in terms of people I've talked to in um in my friends group, they've all seemed to have enjoyed it as just a fine movie that yes. you can switch your brain off to. Yeah. So maybe I'm in the wrong. But no, um, you're just like a nice high quality caliber. Of it's not even that. I just I just, I did you're actually. Snooty, David. I you're did, snooty. We've always said about. As you. I said, I really enjoyed the idea of having a superhero from the Middle East that like gets it, and then suddenly America gets involved, but. I think they should have left it at that. And I think, like, as as I said, like, if they cut the movie with the last 40 minutes of the movie, yeah. I think it's actually quite good. I think, like, you have a, a, maybe a 140, a 130 movie there that's just, like, solid, fine movie, it, interesting concept. Yeah. Um, and again, if you wanted to add the bit with the bit at the end into the next movie, yeah. totally fine. But, yeah. yeah. Some good quips in it, though. Yeah. The Man in Black. Yeah. Me and you. It's, again, it's, it's very 2007. Yeah. It's like... But- I need a catchphrase. You, you need to do this yeah. catchphrase with me. I- what I liked about this movie is the humour wasn't forced. It was just, it felt natural to the situation somewhat. Whereas the Marvel movies are like, oh, that just happened. It's just the most scene-breaking quips and jokes and just like self-referential shite that I fucking hate Marvel stuff these days. And it's just like, that wasn't in this. Because again, this movie's from 2007 and, and the MCU didn't start. <laughs> so, but I just, it just felt more like natural humour rather than like yeah, some of the force shit. Yeah. Um, look, we won't talk too long on it. But, no, but, and sorry, just the last thing, because it's it's the best actor. I think Pierce Brosnan wasn't great in it. I think Pierce Brosnan as that character yeah. was perfect. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. And I think that he stood out, again, he stood out because 
everyone else is is okay enough. Yeah. And also especially on that JSA. Also, team. it's his war. Oh yes, this is the last thing I want to say as well. I like that they sent the JSA in because the Justice League would be too powerful. Yeah. And then the Suicide Squad would be like, "Oh, we don't mind you killing. Yeah, oh, that's we like that." Yeah, yeah. So they had to send someone who was, yeah. you know, had morals and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Halloween movie monster that this movie is, have you ever seen the Mummy? Which one? Uh, the Brennan uh, Brennan Fraser ones. Yeah, Brennan yeah, so ones. <laughs> Brennan ones. Uh, so yeah, this movie is the Scorpion King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just the Rock. <laughs> it's the Rock being the Rock. Wait, which one is this? Is this a Scorpion King at the end of? Nah, it's the weird lizardy one. Oh, or okay. the word Scorp- what is it? Lizard, Scorpion. Scorpion one. Yeah, yeah. The bad CGI one. Yeah, because yeah. CGI is good in this. Anyway, look, we won't dwell on too much. And um, should we talk about the Woman King, David? The Woman King. Yes. Uh, okay. So. This is... First of all, I do want to mention this movie got a little bit of... Uh, it was a little bit controversial. Yarp. But what I would say is you should go into it with the with the idea that this is just a fictional nation. Yeah. Fiction. It's all fiction, whatever. Um, so this is a movie that takes place in like the 1800s. It's in the African nation of Dahomey uh, who are in conflict with a neighboring uh, nation known as the Oyo, Oyo Empire. Yeah. Um, and the Oyo Empire are also kind of have this association with European slavers. I suppose the Homie also does, but not as much. So there's a little bit thing. Um, but the the Homie uh, nation has this all female uh, group of warriors known as the Agoji, um, and they are led by uh, Viola Davis. Uh, I I need to get the list of the uh, characters. Up. Nan Iska. Anyway. Naniska? Yeah. Um, anyway, she's the leader of this um, female group of warriors and they kind of protect the um, the nation of Dahomey alongside some other warriors, but they're kind of the elite of the elite. Um, and I suppose the, the main kind of concept of the movie centers around a little girl called uh, Naoi, played by Tuso Medu. That's if I said that right. Um, who joins the Agoji because she can't find a husband or her father... Her adopted father, actually, her adopted parents can't find a husband for her. She's kind of very um, headstrong. Yeah, she's, she's a rebel, David. Rebel, yeah. So she joins the uh, the Agoji and is trained by Lashana Lynch's character. Is 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 okay? Sure. Is okay? Anyway. Lashana Lynch. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect yeah. the actual names, but just um, in terms of not butchering the yeah, pronunciation. No, I just exactly, yeah. And so that's kind of where the story centers around, and it, it it's a lot of kind of to do with politics of the of the nations, and there's is a big co- or big concept around kind of slavery and what was happening at the time, how you know African countries were kind of being split up and um kind of ripped apart, especially you know the uh, poorer populations were just being ripped apart by not only like European slavers, but also you still see how the people in charge of those countries were uh, kind of sacrificing their population to improve the wealth of their own nations. So um, high concept in, in that terms. And I did enjoy the fact that, look, this is a movie centered around a, a, a African nation uh, and all, almost all black cast um, of actors who I, I must assume are of African descent. Um and number one, I think the the first thing that comes to mind is Lashana. Like if we're, we're going to mention this in the best actor category, Lashana Lynch's character is probably the most nuanced. She she has probably the most to do in terms of being a mentor to Naoi, 
being a leader to the group but also in terms of her her fighting style and stuff like that it was it was really kind of a development on what we've seen in the latest James Bond movie but then I also need to mention Viola Davis's character as she is again nuance in the fact that number one she had to get absolutely huge for the role yeah. like I've never seen her like that and I know she's old enough like but she like she can definitely tell she put a huge amount into this again she's a leader but she's almost that um kind of quiet leader leads by example rather than you know kind of shouting shouting out and telling people what to do but then there's a little bit of a kind of story point in the movie where she becomes very very emotional Mm -hmm. and there's a there's another character who comes into the movie and it's it's there's a big kind of conflict there and and it it really affects her so she does a really good job in it so those two characters are, are really really strong um, and sorry the, sorry the one other thing I need to mention about the movie is the production design is incredible yeah. like, I would say this movie would be top tier like it would be right up there with the Oscars if only they didn't make the mistake of the action direction yeah um, so like production design acting story costumes cost, like, sets costume, yeah everything is really really incredible and the only thing that it really falls down on is its action direction, which at times was unwatchable. Yeah, it really took me out of the movie um, because I just how many cuts there were, yeah. but then also the, that where the camera was placed in terms of you were so close to people you couldn't really get a yeah. sense of the scale. There's some there's some great locations they shoot on yeah. for these fights, but you never really get the sense. There's a few shots of scale, but I mean the close to close like um, combat sort of stuff, yeah. and then even there's a kind of a a port city or yeah. town or village that it seems like it was a real set that was built yeah. but we never really get the idea scope of yeah. or even where locational where characters are at certain times yeah. it's, it's very blurry um, and also yeah just in terms of like Oscars and stuff like that I really think this you know I think it still could because I guess maybe not so much with the controversy that's kind of gone with this yeah. movie but I think it could have been gone it could have gone down as like a, a but even still, like, the two movies I'm about to mention, Bra- Braveheart and Gladiator. Yeah, I, Gladiator was the first one that came It's so like, similar in terms of like how real it feels that you're kind of yeah. actually watching footage from that time, yeah. except for the gas tank in uh, Gladiator. But, uh, <laughs> but those are movies that had controversies. Braveheart, most of Braveheart didn't happen. Like, yeah. It's all like the Battle of Something Bridge took place in a field in the yeah. movie. Like it's all these sort of like, I understand the difference between that and what is kind of happened with this movie. But I still think in terms of the the production, like you say, the production of it, and also the performances. The Shauna Lynch is incredible in this. Yeah. She's so endearing. And like, after seeing her in, uh, what was the name of that bad movie? Oh yeah, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but seeing how great she was in uh, There's Simply Not Enough Time for James Bond to be dying these days, I just, she's she has the ability for the action, but also just seeing her in this, it's the, it's the action drama as well. Same yeah. as Anna de Armas as well, which is why I'm going to keep pushing for a James Bond project with the two of them. But, uh, so she's fantastic and I hope she gets more work and critical acclaim from this. But Viola Davis as well. I know I'm just going to keep mirroring what you said, but like whatever age she is, what age is she? 50 something, let's say. 50 or 60? Are you going with? She's 57. Oh, wow. She was on Hot Ones actually. She did a great Hot Ones episode. 57, yeah. 57. Jesus. But like, she does all her own stunts yeah. and she is physically commanding yeah. of, of the tribe and stuff like that. It, it, it's really, really impressive. And I don't know, what age is Liam Neeson? 70 something. Yeah. This would have been around the time Liam Neeson would have been this age for like taking. Yeah. This is like 10 times more impressive yeah. because like you say there's not only just the action bits but there's the emotional thing yeah. as well. I saw something where it was like uh, it was like Viola Davis just not crying like nobody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah and also I think the story that they tell in it is quite interesting yeah. too. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I think yeah, just to keep going, just to go back to, it, I think yeah, the big thing for this movie was, was the action, and that's a bit long as well. But yeah. I, and the last, another thing I actually want to mention as well was it does a great job of having male characters in it. Yeah, as like like you said, there are there are there is another regiment of this tribe that is for men, yeah. and it's not saying only the women fight and only the women are strong enough to fight. Yeah. But this movie shows that why the women are better at it because yeah. no one expect one expects them yeah. to be the fighters, and two. They are more creative. They have to be more creative than the other tribes because they're not as strong. Yeah. So they're actually more intelligent, and clever, and dynamic about how they fight. Yeah. Which, so it, it, it so it, I, like, it, I feel like it would have been a very bad message for it to be like, oh, the women are just better at it. Yeah. But this movie kind of shows why the women do yeah. it, which yeah. I thought was great. And like, there is good, like, this good male character of John Boyega as well. And I think it's really interesting his character, where you know he's technically the king. Yeah. He commands everyone. Yeah. But. He understands the dynamic of why it's important to have a strong relationship with Viola Davis. Yeah, military uh, personnel. Yeah, you know, being side by side and uh, having that person that he can rely on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and the fact is, like, we're taken through the whole um process of becoming a member of the um Agoji with Maui, and I think that's that gives us an insight into why these uh warriors are so elite and why they they are kind of different and when when they go to war when they go for a fight they feel so confident that they're going to win because they've been through so much uh, even to get into this regiment or whatever yeah um the other person i will mention is uh shayla a team she's one of the other uh, members of the agoji but she's more um she's more the person who leads them in terms of like um you know with words whatever and she seems more like the person the the audience can kind of get behind in terms of like she's we, we see everything through her eyes yeah. in terms of like you know what's going on with with viola davis's character and stuff like that she's kind of the the helping hand in in that terms so it, like just in terms i'm just going through the whole cast there it really is a, a strong kind of group there yeah um but as you say, I like the again. The first thing that came to mind when I came out of this is like it could have been a gladiator. Yeah. It could have been something like that memorable. Unfortunately, it kind of just as you said falls down on the on the action. Yeah. But again, it's it's a first time director. First time director, yeah. yeah. Gina yeah. Prince uh, Bythood. Um, I think she might have a writing credit on it as well. Yeah. And I, I, just to go back to actually the writing, and I think the story in this is probably a bit stronger than yeah. a Braveheart. Yeah, because Braveheart's boring as fuck. <laughs> um, but. Because there's even some great parallels in it that I was kind of thinking about, which was like it almost as if like so these female like these women um these these women warriors um you know have to sacrifice motherhood and family yeah. for their career yeah and like it's kind of this interesting it's even these days of like how much can you you know succeed in your career if you do wish yeah. to like you know um seek you know setting up a family and stuff yeah. like that and like so there's some interesting stuff around that in the movie as yeah. well um. So I think the the nuance of the story I think is better, but because it frames itself as a big action epic, when the action does happen, you're just kind of like, yeah. this is shite. But this is the thing, like with with Gladiator specifically, like the the scenes in the Colosseum, like they're memorable. Oh God, yeah, like they're, yeah, yeah. they're going to be more memorable than anything we see in this. And as as much as the story probably is better in terms of like nuance, unfortunately you don't have that memorable scene where you're going to be able to like look back on yeah. after 20 years. But the, the only thing I can think of vaguely is that tra- training sequence, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the trial. Yeah. But like, again, it's, it's, it's stuff we've seen before. Yeah, exactly. And, um, um, but yeah, I, it did. For, unfortunately, I, I feel it's a little bit disappointing because like everything is so good. But again, I'm actually just seeing here, it was a $50 million budget. 
that's that's a fair. Yeah, considering the production, production I yeah. think is, is incredible. Like, like the costumes, yeah. and like, it, like the, the location is beautiful, yeah. and also the color in the movies really, yeah, like, yeah it's very it's, vibrant. It's which very I can, like, yeah. and again, it, there's so many times like I've seen movies that take place in in Africa. And it's so dull, it's orange. Just, yeah. just everything exactly, is orange. Yeah. Whereas, like with this, there was it was vibrant, it was colorful, it was seen as a, a nation that was prospering rather yeah. than like in in poverty and stuff yeah. like that. So that was again nice to see. And you can imagine being someone who is associated with African culture that this is actually something we can be proud of. And yeah. I know, again, unfortunately, with there the, is there way. is controversy, but like again, if you just look at it from a fictional standpoint, it's the same with Black Panther in a way. Yeah. Like the the. Um, What's the name that the uh, women force? The Dormelage. The Dormelage are based off the Yagoji, yeah. but because they're not called the Yagoji, you don't hold them to the same, you know, historical accuracy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could have just done something like that. Um, so the movie monster I've gone with is a werewolf because it is a movie of two parts. So yeah. that there's some very nice, pleasant scenes and then other scenes that are just horrific and terrifying. And we'll eat your neck yeah <laughs> put your neck off yeah yeah no that's fair that's good yeah so best actor this is gonna be where this is gonna be whether i go off as a brendan gleason and never talk to you again Davis. yeah exactly <sighs> I re- like okay so because i was so not a big fan of banshees i i'm like and because pierce brosnan is such a meme of a thing of, of mine i want to give it to pierce brosnan but i know it is not good so for me it's either someone from banshees or the show yeah, that's fair. Um, that is what I, that's my offer. That's so wait, someone from Banshees. someone from Banshees. I'm happy for you to throw any name at me, and I'm going to compare it against Lashana Lynch, and I'll decide. Well, me, you, and the producer. <laughs> is that right, Pierce? <laughs> um, oh, Pierce! <laughs> What's that, Pierce? What can I What can I do to sway your opinion on this one, Pierce? Plenty of well, that's that's an easy packing. We're just across the road. Two bites for this man. We're please. just across the road from a pub. Don't tell people where I live. Across, across the road from a pub. I mean, yeah. I really, that really narrows it down. I want people to know I live beside Sean's in Athlones. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Um, fuck, I don't know. See, we can't give it to Colin Farrell again. Why not? The man has too many gazzies. I look. See, it, like. It, like for me from Banshees I didn't like Barry Keoghan too much because I felt like he was just, he pissed me off more than anything you else. just hate Barry Keoghan do I? yeah you do do I? Yeah. what else he in that I didn't like? I hated Eternals because yeah. he's not that's a shit movie like Doctor Strange too <laughs> no um, okay Kerry Condon or Lashawn Lynch I thought Brendan Gleeson was, nah, was Brendan Gleeson was doing his own thing see I think Colin Farrell was actually really, really good but uh yeah, Kerry Condon really impressed me, but again, it's more from the sense of that. Okay, never so seen it's Colin Farrell or Sean Lynch. I think it has to go to Colin Farrell. No, like, well, why aren't we saying Kerry Condon now? Are we saying Kerry Condon? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, I thought you were saying like, no, I was saying, her performance the, is not good because it's just a surprise rather than being good. No, but like her going up against those that calibre of actor, I thought yeah. she was really stood out. So Kerry Condon or Sean Lynch? Yeah. Or Pierce Brosnan? Are we off the table with Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, sorry Pierce. Sorry, are we sure? Yeah, very sure. Um, there's no one from Black Adam who else you think could no we sure, sure that kid we sure that kid's not oh, good I was going to say Adriana yeah she was good as well no it's not it's not happening um, yeah sure we'll say LaShawn Lynch really okay, yeah you really love that performance I really you? I thought she was great yeah I don't know how she just she just turned it around for me I, I just 
Yeah, well, that's fair. I'd go with that. Really? Yeah, sure. No one in Banshees. Are you sure? No, I mean, like, if if you didn't if you didn't think anyone in Banshees was as good as her, see, I'd it was it was just more maybe that's the best thing I've seen Deshaun Lynch do, whereas it's probably not the best thing I've seen Colin Farrell do. The oh, best yeah. thing being Oswald Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. No, I prefer I preferred Colin Farrell in Bruges than I did in Banshees. Okay, there you go. Yeah, as a performance, but it's up, like, please. No, like, go for Lashana No, because man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be awkward later on as well. So I need you to like. No, go for Lashana Lynch. Really? I'll be awkward later on. No, come on. I'll be. Let's work I'll, together on I'll, this I'll one. Be, I'll be very. I'll awkward. cut off a finger if you don't pick. I I bet you won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, go for Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. Gladwert, come on. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Lashana Lynch, well done. Yeah. So, uh, Pierce, anything to say? No, we'll say Pierce later on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Pierce. What, what did you think of Lashana Lynch's performance? Oh, very good. There you go. He's a big fan. <laughs> yeah, they good for him. Okay, right. Let's keep going. Uh, worst actor. This will be short enough, will it? Yeah, we'll uh, through this. Okay, I'm going to talk about... Well, do we want to throw the kid in from Black Adam here, even though he's not winning? He's bad. Yeah. He's bad. He ruins he's a movie. Bad. He ruins a movie. <laughs> and the problem is, he has so much dialogue in it. And he's, yeah. He's the whole exposition in the movie. Yeah, oh, he is, yeah. There's a lot of exposition in the movie. Uh, I'm going to talk about Bros, if that's all right. Go for it. I do not have anything prepared for this movie. So Bros is the first... Uh, what, what's the thing they keep saying? It's the first studio-backed, international, uh, widely distributed gay rom-com movie. What? Sorry, it's just I saw that we're on 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, 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 fine. So uh, it stars Billy Eichner as a podcaster who is trying to set up a uh who is part of the team to set up the, like the lgbtq plus museum of history in america and he is a guy who is sworn off dating he has no interest in relationships or commitment and he meets a guy at a party who is this very attractive man who is very depressed in his job as a lawyer and the two and he doesn't like commitment either and it's all about them falling in love oh, wow. with each other um throughout the movie that and sounds generic it's so generic so yeah this is the thing about this movie it is a very generic plot. However, Billy Eichner, I don't know if you've seen any of the press he's done by it. Um, he's like, he loves these type of movies. He grew up, like Moonstruck was one he kept mentioning as well. When Harry met Sally, he was like, he was very much fan of it. So he wanted to make his own movie like that. I'm like, you know, fair play. And he's, the rom-com plot, you can't really deviate from it. It's what, it is what it is. And I guess the only thing you can make it interesting is either if you subvert it or you add interesting characteristics or characters in it. Yeah. What this movie kind of does is it does that, but what it, it, it kind of has a lawyer who writes wills. Cool. But I guess it, because it's able to incorporate LGBTQ plus kind of culture or predominantly gay culture into the, into the rom-com formula, it kind of makes it a bit more interesting and kind of does, you know, has more traits that you wouldn't see in other rom-coms. So it's kind of interesting. And the movie is very funny. It's laugh out loud funny. There are some killer jokes in it, like really, really good. And um, so like, I, I was laughing at it like quite a lot, but for me, it's, it's, I don't love rom-coms. I was never going to love this. And I was, never, I was, I was, went in open-minded. It was really funny. I was, I was, I was on board. But yeah, as it starts becoming like a rom-com thing and it's just, and they, I'm not going to spoil it, but let's say maybe they get back together, maybe they don't. And I just want just because I haven't seen the movie, is there parallels to another rom-com, a rom romantic movie that we've seen this, this month? Yes. Yeah. You're like, kind of like Intergalactic where you know where it's going, yeah. but like give Intergalactic more praise because it's visually more interesting. More whereas unique, I kind of yeah. hated everyone. No, I hate them. I hate the characters yeah. in this a bit. Um, and yeah, and it's, I kind of felt bad when I was saying I hated it because like you said, it's, like I said, it's the first majorly really, you know, gay rock. It's Fire Island. Is much Fire better. Island yeah. So much better. And I, that's when I was kind of like, it was like, no, it's not me being a homophobe. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. not as good as like, and and it, like 
I wouldn't have said. Um, I like wouldn't it? have said no. Sorry, I wouldn't have said Fire Island was like laugh out loud funny. So is is the joke? This is this is funny. The Fire hundred percent. But I guess the heart of that movie is. I don't know. I just hate rom coms. I don't like happiness. Yeah. So it's, you have the heart. I have a heart. But uh, but look, would I like to see more movies like this? No. Do I think they should happen? Yes, because someone out there yeah, will like people it. Like but Avril here actually watched it. And she wasn't a fan either, and I think she likes rom coms. So maybe it's again, it's the whole third act for me. It falls apart. Um, and I like Billy Eichner's grand in it. He's very good as his character, but like him and the other guy who's getting the nominee for worst actor, Luke McFarland, is fucking trash in it. He's like, he's like, he's like the fourth Hemsworth brother. <laughs> he just, looks like him. Yeah, he's age. just like very good looking, but like in terms of personality, you've no idea what's going on there. Yeah. It's like a, he's like a first, like it's like if you, you got Chris and his clone is lean. Yeah, his clone is, and each oh, time yeah, you lose personality, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've gotten to this fifth Hemsworth brother, and you're just like, he's just good looking. And, he's dense. Yeah, and he's a lot. He does a lot of those Hallmark movies, which are you know parodied a lot in this. Yeah. There's some good parodies in it, and like there's some great cameos. Har- uh, Har- uh, Harvey Firestein's in it. Bowen Yang. There's some great cameos at the end as well. So look, if you like rom coms, you might like this. Uh, it's very funny, like I said, but for me, the third act falls apart. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Can I do my uh, movie monster? Go for it. Yeah. The Mummy. Because it unravels very easily. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then you had no nominees for this, but I've told you to pick one effectively, which was uh, Taylor Swift in Amsterdam. No, I'm not. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> I know how much you hate her. I know she I broke hate her. She broke your bro's heart. Poor Jake Gyllenhaal. I just hate her hype, David. That's all. Oh, like I, I'm not a big fan of her either. But like, I mean, she was absolutely fine in this. She's so, who's is there anyone bad in this movie that we talk about? See, the problem with uh, I'll talk about this movie later because I think it's more um, either blatant muck or poovy. But like, there's no one in this movie. You're like, oh, they're doing a bad job or they're underperforming or anything like that. Uh, I just think the problem with this movie is it's just so convoluted and there's too much going on. Okay. Um, but yeah, as I know, I know how you, much you wanted me to. Uh, I really wanted to give it to her. No, oh no, you can't. I don't think that's fair. Boo. Okay, um, when you, you lose the integrity of the awards, guys. We will. Yeah. Well, see, I kind of do have this thing in my head that at the end of the year we will name the awards after win like a certain winner throughout the year. I did like the idea of having the Taylor Swift Award for bad acting, but if it has to go to Jimmy Fallon, it has to go to Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I thought I was going to get Harry Styles. Did we give him worst actor? No, no, no we didn't give him worst actor. But we could still name it after. Oh, we could watch my policeman. The policeman, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's any. There's nothing really I seen where I'm like, nah. I'm happy. See, like for me, I, I tell you what. I when I saw Halloween Ends, there's probably some bad performances in that, but I don't think it's as bad as. Again, I think I don't think it's as bad as people. Yeah. Like the quality of the movie, I'm happy to give it to the fucking Luke McFarland. I think yeah. that's his name. I don't even know if that's his name. Yeah. Let me look that up. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, no. Yeah, Luke McFarlane. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, well like you said, you didn't want to get into Amsterdam there, but we'll, we'll move yeah, on to Blade and Muck. We can talk about it there. Yeah. So yeah. it's also nominated against Black Adam as well. And? By the next movie I'll talk about. Yeah. Grand, okay. Uh, so Amsterdam is David O. Russell movie. Uh, he directed movies like American Hustle and Silver Linings Playbook. So... Decent director. It has an absolutely incredible cast. Um, the three stars are Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington. It also stars Remy Malik. Um, it stars who else is there? Mike Myers, Robert Michael De Niro, Shannon, Robert De Niro. Who is Andy Taylor Joy? Is in it. Like stacked cast. Taylor Swift, of course. Um, Zoe Saldana it, like oh fuck they literally just got like 
all of Hollywood yeah. to uh, to play. Oh, you haven't seen this yet? No, right? I haven't seen it. Anyway, look, uh, the the main plot behind it is it's a little bit of a murder mystery at the start where um, Christian Bale and John David Washington's former like military captain is killed in strange circumstances on his way home from Europe. And there, he, um, Christian Bale is a doctor who wants to do an autopsy on it. Um, John David Washington's character is a lawyer who was working on behalf of the family of the, the military captain. Um, and so it's a little bit of a, of a mystery in terms of what happened to this um, military captain. Was it foul play? Was there something kind of bigger going on? And it eventually kind of turns into a little bit of a kind of global, well, not really global, kind of more domestic conspiracy. And I understand where the movie was trying to go with it and the message it was trying to tell. Unfortunately, I think the the problem with this movie is there's so, because there's so many stars, you literally just find halfway through that there's no kind of through line. You're literally just hopping from, from character to character. Um... And you're kind of being revealed throughout what's going on. And with about probably half an hour to go, you, you understand what the reveal is. Uh, unfortunately, like by that stage, you kind of don't really care. Okay. And you're just like, yeah, all right, let's just get to the end of this. And and you, do you reckon it does jump around, like you said, because there's so many like A-listers in it that they all need to get their own time? A little bit, but like I wouldn't have said like Anya Taylor Joy's character is pretty good, but she she's playing it's because she's playing someone so different to who yeah. she usually does. Rami Malek's fine. I can I make it? Can I? You don't? Can I spoil this movie slightly for both me and you? Is Robert De Niro and Rami Malek in one scene? No. Okay, because no. the only reason I said that is because in the trailer, the only footage I ever see them too is in the same scene I wasn't sure if they were in a film no actually for the, I think it, that's more alluded to in Mike Myers and Michael Shannon who are in two scenes oh okay oh that's sad I'm, okay and like Mike Myers plays almost the same character from Inglourious Bastards <laughs> posh Englishman yeah okay uh, mili- part of the military as well um, but like there was some bits in this I was really enjoying it like the first half an hour flies by and you're like really interested in the whole kind of um, investigation into what happened but there's just it just as it, as I said, kind of just drags out. There's this whole side story with Christian Bale and his his fiance or wife or something like that. Right. There's the whole thing of Margot Robbie's character is kind of having this mental breakdown, is being manipulated by her family, and the, I, I don't really want to spoil it. But the the main conspiracy really doesn't come into it until we get to the last kind of forty minutes. Right, and by that stage, you're so kind of you're so kind of jumbled up by what's going on and where the characters have gone that you're so confused that you don't really care. Yeah. But like what I have to say is, and the reason I didn't want to have it uh, in the, the worst actor category is, is like no one does a bad job. Like, yeah. Everyone's totally fine. Except the editor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's, the that's probably it. Like, and the creepy director. Christian Bale was, was really good. Like I thought he does, he always does a good job. Yeah. Like even in bad movies. Like Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, and like John David Washington's fine. Like he doesn't have to do anything kind of different than say what he did, but you've seen him in previously. Margot Robbie's fine. She's a little bit different to like, again, what you would have seen in I, Tanya or in Harley Quinn and stuff like that. But, uh, she does a good job. And again, there's these flashbacks as well, which doesn't really help. But yeah, it's just, I can, I can understand where the movie was trying to go and what yeah. it was trying to say but again it, it get, goes back to that whole thing of like message overtaking the actual plot or the story yeah. of, or the you know the idea of the movie so because I was because I was so surprised when I saw the bad reviews yeah. I was like fuck I would have thought this would be a slam dunk yeah. Oscar contender kind of thing 
And then I saw your review and I saw the runtime. Yeah. I saw the times it was on at. And I was like, yeah, not bothered. So yeah. I, I might watch it eventually, but I had no interest. No, after I, would, I wouldn't waste my wow. time. Yeah, Which I is wouldn't. so crazy for David O'Russell. Yeah. Because um, he's done some good stuff. Yeah, and I'm saying, like, there, um, what I'm saying here I'm is. Sorry, when I say good stuff, I mean films, not the other creepy yeah. stuff he's done in his life. Yeah. What I'm saying here is there is probably a good movie there. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, the editing, some of the editing is horrendous. And yeah. there's just so much going on. It's so convoluted. And I wish they had have just. It's like it's like he had about three scripts and just like, oh, I'll just make one movie yeah, and right. add all the characters into the one thing. Um, but yeah, I can understand, like, the huge conspiracy at the end is is involved politic is more kind of political or whatever and i can understand why he made it so recently because of certain things that have gone on in not only in america but in europe there's this uh, kind of wave kind of of political wave that's appearing but it just gets kind of gets yeah. lost in the whole yeah. shuffle uh, right so yeah. let's, let's let's be done yeah. with that now yeah um so yeah i guess the only thing i'll say about this movie then is so it's obviously a movie that's like potentially ruined the career of some actors being cast in big stuff like that you produce might be like oh I don't want to be casting these people so I just thought I'd ask Pierce Pierce what would you say about you know what would you say to maybe one of these actors about being in Amsterdam then maybe you shouldn't be living here oh I see what's happened he thinks he thought they lived in Amsterdam see the way I thought you were going to go there is uh, what, what would you think about these actors being in Hollywood oh no, I was going to keep that answer yeah, down because he got like, confused. <laughs> when I said in Amsterdam, I meant the movie. Yeah. He obviously thought, we could ask for clarification, but he's a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, and then in terms of the Hollywood monster, I said uh, Frankenstein because it's all these parts yeah. taken. Perfect. Yeah, lifeless. Right, uh, I'm going to speaking of movie monsters, Halloween ends. Um, <laughs> script, script, script. Where do we start? Why do I never? Okay, so, okay, I, I guess a bit of backstory, which I love to do with anything, is I had never seen a Halloween movie before this year. And um, the Halloween franchise, not just scary movies. Yeah. I pissed the bed until I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this is so, yeah. So, I watched the 1978, I think it is, one this year, and then I watched the the the, the, the reboot, I guess, in 2018, one and then the 2019 one as well after this. So, I don't like why I specify this, I don't have much of a, a long standing relationship with the Halloween franchise. And then this movie has obviously come out now as the sequel to the sequel to the sequel of the reboot. Of the original, the third, <laughs> third reboot, third rebooted movie. sequel, uh, yeah. sequel. And so I, so going into this, I was kind of like, "Cool, this is when Halloween ends. This has only been a one uh, six month journey for me, but you know, forty years for some other fans." So when I saw the reviews coming out, I was like, "Oh, this doesn't look very good," but I still gave it a shot. So I guess what this movie's about is it's four years after the last movie, which is when Michael Myers escaped custody. And went to attack Laurie Strode, yeah. Strode, um, in her house. But she's been waiting thirty years for him, forty odd years for him, um, and looks to take. This is spoilers for the reboot and the, the sequel to the reboot, uh, Halloween Kills. And he goes to his to her house, kills some people on the way as he loves to do, and um, she locks him in the basement, lights him on fire. The second movie, Halloween ends. Halloween Kills then shows him getting out of that basement and going to hunt them down. And it's a movie, not to get into it weird, but weird, polit- weird social commentary messaging throughout it. And she then kills Laurie Strode's daughter. So this movie takes up four years after that, where Laurie lives with her granddaughter. And again, it's about them trying to like, you know, get back to society, get back to community. She's writing a book. Her, her daughter is working in a hospital. But what's also happened in those four years is, and again, this is maybe where the social comedy of this movie kind of comes up, comes in, where it's like, 
everyone's looking for the new Michael Myers. Who is the next scourge of this society? So there's an instance of a babysitter, which is the opening scene of this movie, where a babysitter accidentally kills the kid he's babysitting on because he basically slams through a door and the kid falls off a balcony. But he becomes the Michael Myers nearly of the society because he's like, I don't know if this is where the movie was going, where he's like, quote, unquote, cancelled. And I think this is where the movie was trying to go with, like, this is what happens to people when, you know, you don't give them a chance to yeah. redeem themselves kind of thing. So, like I said, four years after this, there has been a re-emergence of, of Michael Myers' killings. And the movie goes in a very weird direction very early on, which I think was going to be what would, you know, uh, be quite polarizing for fans. But again, for me, it was something different I haven't seen in the last three movies I saw yeah. like just this year. So, like, finally. So I found it really interesting, and I actually find it quite enjoyable. But I think people who like the franchise wouldn't be a big fan. And it's pitched as the big... You know, Jamie versus, uh, Laurie versus Michael battle. And that really doesn't kind of happen till the end of the movie, yeah. while another movie happens in the middle of it. Mm. Um, and in terms of the ending, I, again, for me, I was happy enough with it, but online doesn't seem to be a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, so I think I gave it, so it's in this blatant mux category for the reason of like, it probably didn't live up to the expectations that people had for it as, yeah. as the definitive end yeah. of this franchise. Until they reboot it again, of course. <laughs> yeah. But I, again, not to give any spoilers away, but I'd be very intrigued to see how they would do that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, any questions, follow-ups? I can there's, kind of... there's not much I can really say. Like, of the Halloween movies that I've seen, they're all fine. They're, it's just a slasher movie. Like, I can understand how some people might have a, um, a love or an affection to the, the movies, but never really have. Like, it's, I've, the first, again, the first one I saw was in 2018. I saw the, the rebooted one. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's... And it, I think the biggest problem I've had with these movies is how, not gruesome, the, how uh, brutal or how vicious the kills are because yeah. it's like in Scream yeah. where they'd say, what happens is two characters are like, you know, having sex or being bullies and then they get murdered. Yeah. Whereas these movies are, Michael Myers just fucking kills anyone, anyone yeah. for anything. And I've always found that kind of hard to watch, yeah. especially because of how gruesome and violent they are. I'm like, I don't like... Yeah. I understand they're trying to get the point across that Michael is a you know a monster. Yeah. But like, it's, it's quite tough to watch, whereas this movie kind of plays with that in a better way, I thought, yeah. that I could get on more... Oh, I'm bored with killing people, <laughs> but more on board with what the movie was trying yeah. to do. But like, I was pleasantly surprised. But again, if... If the ratings, if the Rotten Tomato score and the reviews were higher and I went into it, I'd probably be underwhelmed. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, just it exceeded my low expectations, expectations. much like Black Adam. Yeah. Um, so it's in blatant book for that reason. And look, I think, and, and another thing that was bad with the last one was, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was barely in it. Yeah. She's, she's a bit more to do in this one, um, acting wise as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I suppose the our nomination here, sorry, our. Um, Decision here comes down to which is the most blatant and which is the muckiest. I think it's... I haven't seen Amsterdam, but based on what you were saying... Yeah. I think it... Because that has... That has Oscar-winning yeah. caliber directing and... Has he won for writing? It probably has, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's got... Yeah, I think he must have won for Silver Linings Playbook, did he? They, I don't know if he won that movie. I don't, know, I don't know if that was the movie or he won for the writing. Um, he would have won for the... No, do you know... No, when, American Hustle, was it? American Hustle win? Oh, my <laughs> One sec. Let's look up the 
David Arrest. Accolade. Oh, he's only been nominated for five Oscars. He hasn't won any. Oh, there you go. Anyway, he's an Oscar-nominated director yeah. and writer. And, but, yeah, he's done writing. Um, so, whereas David Gordon Green yeah. did Stronger, and it's Danny McBride is one of the co-writers. Nothing against those actors, yeah. but you don't expect high-quality yeah. stuff. Especially at Halloween. It's a sequel of a Halloween movie. Yeah, like, what are you... Yeah. Like, so, I don't think it's blatant in any regard. Yeah. Um, I think it could definitely, you know, if it was as bad as I thought it would be it would definitely be a nomination it would definitely be a contender for Poovy yeah but I think from blatant Mocha I, I would say Amsterdam there's also an argument to be made from Black Adam but that's not going to happen that's here. not going to happen <laughs> here. no, uh, no I, okay. No, okay Amsterdam yeah that's fair it's, it's the most bl- it's the most mo- no the blatantest of Mocha yeah there we go um, right okay let's get speed. okay who's your movie oh movie oh Michael Myers Michael Myers uh, hold on I had something for this though uh, because uh, much like the man himself the franchise is old worn out and needs to die <laughs> yeah that sounds right there you go right let's get into the hidden uh, check him with Pierce oh we checked with Pierce recently enough Pierce <laughs> Pierce can I get you anything over there Pierce oh come on team. shaken not stirred there we go we're getting one of those <laughs> this bit's not good but I'm having a fun time Hi there, sorry for the brief interruption of the podcast, but I thought I would use this time that could be deemed as quote-unquote ad space as a chance to briefly talk about a charity that I'm raising funds and awareness for this month. It's called the Movember Foundation. It's a charity that was set up in 2003 and it raises awareness for men's health issues such as mental health and suicide prevention, testicular cancer and prostate cancer and with the money they raise they are looking to seriously impact men's health research and transforming the way the health service reach and support men. So for this month uh, of November, I'll be growing out a moustache, but also raising funds. And um, there is a link in the description where you can donate to my Movember, but maybe you know someone else doing Movember that you could donate to either. Either is perfectly fine, but also do not feel any pressure to do so. Times are quite tough right now. And even if this message just encourages you to check in on yourself or a mate, that is just as much as I could ask for. So thank you very much for listening. Let's get back to the Very Silly Movie Podcast. Uh, let's get to Hidden Gems, David. Why don't uh, you make a, talk about Decision to Leave? Yep. Yeah, uh, so this is a Korean movie, and I think that's important to say because I've known people who went into it thinking it was English, and obviously the subtitles come up and they're like, what? <laughs> um, this is, is a strange combination of like mystery crime movie and romance. Okay. And, like it's, and the best way to describe it is it's like this romantic movie that has been directed by Hitchcock. <laughs> um, it's like mystery crime um, with this unfor- forbidden love story. Um, we have uh, Hei Jun is a detective with um, in Korea in a big kind of city. And he comes across a, a murder. Well, he assumes it's a murder where a climber has fallen off a mountain um, and... He, well, obviously he's dead, but um, his wife is kind of the prime suspect who happens to be a Chinese immigrant. And so he gets kind of, um, gets kind of obsessed with kind of following the um, the wife, Seo uh, Ray. Yeah, the only reason I was going to, I just thought it was funny because there's a scene where he says her name a lot. And what he says versus what's written yeah. on screen do not look like exactly, the yeah. Um But he becomes obsessed in terms of like just following around, uh, keeping sketch on her uh, outside her house, stuff like that, trying to figure out if there, is there anything he can find that, that'll pin her to this murder. But like after, I think it's it 
it's kind of vague the, the time period but after weeks of, of this kind of um uh, surveillance surveillance he, he doesn't really find anything and like he gets really really close to her like it, it becomes kind of an intimate an relationship yeah um where like he's cooking her dinner and stuff like that he's you know he's buying the finest as, of sushi boxes as, yeah as he inter- interrogates yeah because um, it is alluded to quite early on that he, he has the hots for david yeah i think he fancies her exactly. he likes her <laughs> um, she's reasonably single yeah um, i think the one thing i forgot to say is he he is actually married but his wife doesn't live with him in the city she lives kind of um kind of like the sad, satellite time or something. yeah uh, where she works in a nuclear plant but um yeah so it kind of becomes like an infatuation but I don't want to say too much more because, again, I, I would go into this as as blind as possible. But I was, again, blown away by this in terms of story. I think it's just a really cool, interesting concept of, like, this crime thriller. Like, I think the crime thriller on its own would be interesting. But to have the, the concept of the, the main head detective and the head, um, head not victim. Suspect. Suspect. Um, having this kind of infatuation with each other was very, very interesting. And then some of the um, the cinema choices, the film filming choices was really, really... Uh, not that I haven't seen it before, but I think it was really kind of um, yeah. stood out in... in some great, watching. great, great editing. Yeah. Really um, sharp. Like there's this whole... Well, I don't, transitions, I should say. Yeah, well, it's... it's it, Because, it, it, again, it, there's so much... Um, so much... Uh, point of view of like surveillance it's interesting to have character interactions which doesn't actually exist but yes but the, the there is an editing choice and there's a, a direction choice to have the characters um interact kind of virtually if that makes sense yeah or, it's kind of like he's imagining what took place yeah. as he's standing there yeah. kind of thing yeah. you know what i mean and then as well there's there's the whole flashback scenes as well again if you see it which I really, really enjoyed. You see um, his his uh, voiceover as as things are happening and mm-hmm. he's experiencing different things as as uh, crimes maybe taking place. But yeah, like I as Kore- Korean cinema or foreign cinema, I I really enjoyed it and it's it, up there for me with with Parasite. I think there's less of a political yeah. and and social um, kind of commentary on this movie. But in terms of like character driven story and just like how, seeing what happens between two characters, I really, really enjoyed it. I yeah. really liked where they went with it. There, some people may not like the the second half as much as the first half. Yes. But I think the second half actually builds on the first half for me personally in terms of like you see it more from his point of view at the start, but her point of view becomes more clear in the second half. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was blown away by it. And again, it's hard to tell because... I think with with foreign language film, it's very difficult to get your head around. Is the acting good? Is the acting bad? Yeah, yeah. Because you're reading subtitles the whole time, there's things you missed in terms of nuances and stuff like that. But as as I mentioned, just the cinema choices, direction, editing, like for me, going in as you know, watching a foreign film, there were things that stood out. And and again, concept wise, having this kind of Hitchcockian murder mystery with this weird kind of love story, forbidden love story, was just something I had never seen before. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's why I'd, I'd put it in Hidden Gem. I don't like it. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, I don't disagree with much of that. Um, I think, okay, nothing I say matters because I nearly fell asleep during this movie. So I was very sleepy. I don't know why. I th- See, I was watching it in screen nine. Yeah. It's a very hot day. I was already busy doing things. So, um, the heat of the, of the screen nine got to me and I felt a bit sleepy. So maybe I didn't pick up on stuff. But what I 
I was awake for all of it. I was just sleepy. Um, but I think for me, it was... I I liked the intrigue of the mystery. I just felt it was... Again, this is the heartless part of Gary. I felt the romance took away from someone. I, I, I wanted more complexity, I think, with how the case was solved. I wanted... I wanted a bit more than that. I wanted a bit more of like him solving it rather than maybe some things being laid out for him at times. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, there is that split halfway through. And um, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I, it was very much like I would have liked things to have ended differently. That would have maybe when you when the second part happens and the parallels to the first bit is shown in a different light from, like you say, the other character's viewpoint, but without maybe a conversation happening yeah okay. I'm, I, I'm just trying to say this to david and yeah. anyone who's listened to it so for me but it was kind of like the second half i was like you just know what this is lads between the two of them i was yeah. like why is that this like what's the what's the fucking point between this like i just got annoyed at the characters by the end and like you said i don't know if it was a disconnect between me and them because i had to read them yeah. rather than listening to them talk yeah and so and also yeah so i don't know if that was maybe a disconnect between them that i found the characters but there was no one to root for because everyone was bad in a way mm. except for the the partner in the second half who was yeah. just great yeah. I was like I like you you're funny <laughs> yeah. and you're not a prick yeah. <laughs> or you didn't murder someone potentially yeah. so uh, yeah so I kind of got on vibe with that but I think in terms of like I didn't care for them uh, yeah. much and yeah I would have either liked to see either more complexity in the, in the in the crime solving stuff because it was so interesting how he was looking to solve it yeah, yeah. you know um, and I maybe would have liked them to have a bit more distance in the first half so that when the, there's maybe potential close in the second half, it's more like on the same level. Okay, yeah. I don't know. This sounds very vague to no, listening. No, yeah, I get, but, I get it. But yeah, and I think editing-wise, why I wanted to clarify earlier why I thought the transitions were interesting, it's because this movie's too long, David. It, I think this is it's too long. I think the pacing is very poor because it feels like we're somewhat treading through similar ground in the second half where it's just like, okay, yeah, we get like I get where this is going. Can we just either get there or present enough of a complex mystery for me to be intrigued with the uncertainty of how it's going to end? Which the movie somewhat did, but I didn't feel like it was enough. Yeah, I do. Th- maybe there's some bits that need to be kind of cut out. But like again, I I I just think like you because you come at it from one point of view at the start um, with the detective, you know where his interests lie, and I feel like her interests are less. Uh, obvious and then the second half becomes more obvious are they less obvious yeah I think so I do <laughs> okay we'll discuss this off air yeah but like and I the think whole, like, the mean thing you said about Pierce Brosnan earlier these are two things we need to talk about okay <laughs> um, but no I, 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 yeah okay it's, okay it's, no, it's but more I, down to your opinion no but like yeah it is I, yeah. I like as someone who was awake for the whole thing I trust your judgement no, okay yeah. um, <laughs> yeah no that's fine um, right and then anything else with this when I talk about the, I, I was very bad with the movie monster on this I couldn't think of anything um, no I, what I would say is like if you can go see it in the cinema it's probably yeah, just because because sometimes you yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the movie monster I said was King Kong because love will make you do crazy things oh King Kong there you go um, right can I, uh, we're talking about Smile then oh Oh boy! So I was gonna leave that towards the end. Um, <laughs> or no, does that? But it's in hidden gem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we'll we'll go Well, we can slot into movie the month. Nah, you can leave a hidden gem. Well, we're gonna be ending on the Lost King then. Oh really? Oh, this is that's it. You know, I'll go Lost King first. Well, no, that's gonna be in the next category of movie. So in this, we're we're talking. No, about we'll move Smile into best, movie. But, yeah, okay. And then we'll just yeah, okay. So, so will I talk about Intergalactic then? 
You trust me, so I'm going to intergalactic. Oh, sorry, we still have intergalactic yeah. to talk about. Okay, no, actually, we'll go smile then. Sorry. Okay, smile. Yeah, we'll sorry. Smile, intergalactic, last kick. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> don't, they don't really want to end on last kick. Okay, we'll end on smile then. Yeah. And I'll do an intergalactic, on, you yeah. do last kick. Yeah. And then I'll do smile. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Intergalactic's grand. <laughs> um, yeah, so Intergalactic is a animated feature on Netflix. It's an hour and a half, and it's very visually interesting. Go watch it now. Yeah. And that's all I like to t- like. Stop it and just go watch it because yeah. it is just it's kind of somewhat less. It's nothing complex. It's just like just make your own mind up on it first. Yeah. I think that's that's what's quite cool about this movie. And um, it's it's written. And produced by Kid Cudi, yeah. uh, who does the soundtrack for this album, so, yeah. for, for this movie as well, the same name of the movie. And it's basically about this street artist who has signed a big deal with a comic book company to, uh, to create his, you know, street art as character, Dr. Uh, Mr. Rager, Mr. Uh, as a comic book. Yeah. And all at the same time, you know, he's kind of somewhat learning how to be a big boy, um, in, in, in with a grown up job. But at the same time, he's, he is recently, um, falling in love with his yeah. next door neighbor and the complications that go along with that but also the i guess the emotional maturity that's required in some of the um situations that are presented to him and then bits of his past coming up whether that be former relationships and friends yeah. kind of dragging him away from the progress he's making exactly yeah uh biggest thing about this movie is number one the fact that it's on netflix i think this is the perfect thing that netflix was was created for is that like you have some like well-known producer well not even very really well-known but like someone who has this concept and wants to try it out and has this platform to do it without kind of spending too much money on it mm-hmm. um getting like relatively famous people involved with it well-known and stuff like that and i think like when you see the amount of shit that say not even i'm not gonna uh just single out netflix but a lot of like different companies just come out with and just like put on their on their service is it cake yeah, like stuff like that i was gonna i was gonna mention pinocchio and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, stuff like, um i just really i was not blown away but i just really enjoyed this mm. is just as something that's different and enjoyable it's nothing that it like concept wise it's not going to blow you away but just visually music it's it's something that you it definitely wouldn't have got made if Netflix yeah. didn't exist and that's what I probably enjoyed about it most yeah. is that you're given this um, piece of art that wouldn't exist without that um, kind of budget or without that backing so you like the idea of like the streaming service being able to take the vision of a person who maybe wouldn't have an in with the movie industry that can yeah. find like relive their vision yeah. so what's wrong with Rapper? <laughs> well, he didn't release it on yeah, uh, exactly. it's also shit <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah no and I think um, another good part about this movie is um, it's animation for adults yeah. which I which I think the animation industry has been trying to get over this image of like it's not just for kids well you that's know? it yeah. I mean like I, I don't know about you but I'm, I'm sick of 3D animation from Pixar and like there's nothing wrong with it it's fine but like if you're it's like you need to try you need to try different types of animation what, did they not do something recently that was interesting no they did Lightyear yeah that was shy. <laughs> This so, which was cool, but again, it's that three D realism. Yeah. But like, it's it's what we talked about with um, Mitchells and Machines. It's like vis- it's visually interesting, and this is what's cool about this movie as well is that like some of the flashback scenes or characters telling stories. Yeah, it's able to do. It's able to change up the visual style. Yeah. to make it you know 
tell a story in a different way. It's yeah. very comic booky the movie yeah. as well. And even bits where it has like the Meryl Streep gif. Yeah. Like just stuff like that that makes it stand out. Yeah. And what we're, what the songs are what's unfortunate I don't know about you so I, I find the songs they're all very same well that's they it fit because, the vibes of the scenes that yeah. they've been written for yeah and what's wor- what I was worried about was it would come across as like an hour and 30 music video yeah but because the scenes between the music yeah the songs cre- let you kind of uh, flesh out the character so well that when you're seeing the the events of what happens during the music happen you're connected so much more to it. Well, this is it. It just it's there really to heighten the emotion yeah. of the scene rather than like I mean, you could put in any soundtrack there and it might just fit in, but like yeah. I think it just heightens the emotion of the of what the characters are going through in those scenes. Yeah. Um voice cast really strong. Yeah, Kid Cudi's fun. No, like I'm like, not I'm not saying anyone was incredible, but like yeah. just to get those sort of names on board yeah. and stuff and they all do a decent job like Timothy Chalamet includes. Timothy Chalamet yeah. playing very against sight. Also, who else? There's actually a load of like Vanessa Hutchinson's cam- in this. Cameos in it. Uh, oh, there is, yeah. I didn't look at them. Uh, I heard Macaulay them. Culkin. Oh, Macaulay, he's great. Uh, what's yeah. like something Pete or something? And this is the thing. There's the there's the whole theme of of love. Like it, obviously, the, the our main character is going through a kind of dilemma with his um, with his neighbor, but then like his friend has this story that he tells about going out with his neighbor, yeah, which is kind of like a love story, which doesn't turn out very well. This character who Macaulay Culkin plays is is kind of this sweetheart who again is is so in love but like it doesn't work out for him yeah so the 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 whole theme of the movie is is brought through um certain characters storylines and stuff like that so vanessa hudgens has one as well where how how her first date with her husband and stuff like that yeah again it's just kind of adds to the whole um it's fun it's a fun time yeah and i would absolutely uh, i um suggest it to anyone now they have netflix that they give it a look yeah uh i didn't think of a fucking did i think of a movie monster for this um, oh, Predator, because it's futur- futuristic and makes a cool noise. <laughs> cool, yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. Will it take my spine out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, okay, well, then in terms of, um, so Hidden Gem, although yeah. we haven't talked about Smile, it's between Intergalactic, Smile, and Decision to Leave. Yeah. And The Woman King, maybe, as well. Uh, so... Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, just with again. This comes down to which is the most hidden and which is the gemmiest, because I feel like the Woman King was more well known and Smile was more well known, but like Intergalactic was less well known, but probably wasn't as strong. I'm sorry. What was the other one? Uh, uh, decision uh, to, leave. to leave. Oh, it's decision to leave. Is it? Yeah, mate. <laughs> now, if you don't want to, if you don't agree with that, I think. I, well, see, I think Intergalactic is the most hidden. And you know what? Actually, no, sorry. Intergalactic is the most attainable for any person. That's what I think as well. So I think say, it's yeah. the most gemist, the hiddenest gemist. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. No, because I... I'm not going to get a decision to leave. I just don't think... You said it was a green on the traffic light system. I disagree with that. That's yeah, not... I, like, is, is Jer watching that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Paul's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think just subtitles-wise... Yeah, well, we asked Pierce. Yeah. Pierce, what would you... What, what do you think of decision to leave? Then maybe you shouldn't be living here! Oh, he got confused again. He's not living somewhere as a decision to he's leave, a, isn't it? A, Fuck. Yeah, we need to be more boy. specific with he's him. He's a silly boy. He's a silly boy. Pierce, how are you doing? Can I get you anything else? Vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. You're going to have to cut What do you think of these What do you think of these answers? Oh, very good. I haven't said any mamma mia yet. 
You go down for the next one. Um, okay, so we say intergalactic. Yeah, I think that's very. I think that's a great jet. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked the soundtrack. I've listened to it. I just play it on loop. I think Angel's probably my favorite song. Because I I just remember the movie. It fits up perfectly because it's so different to everything else. See, that's the thing though. With the, I know the uh, criticism you had of the soundtrack being very samey, but I feel like that's the same with a lot of movie soundtracks. Yeah, no, I yeah, 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 no, of course. But it's just more like I couldn't tell you the difference between two songs. But if I listen to the, I listen to the album, like that's one I like, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Let's keep Poovy. Nominees include Bros, Amsterdam, Halloween Ends, and The Lost King. Yeah, I think it's it's probably harsh putting The Lost King in here because it's just such a bland, fine movie. Um, so this is a story about um, Sally Hawkins' character is kind of becomes obsessed with um, the King Richard the Third um, after she sees she sees a play um, written by William Shakespeare about Richard the Third, and he's kind of um, demonized. In, in a way and he's been demonized through history and stuff like that so she, she kind of becomes obsessed and joins a society and stuff and wants to find the remains of um, Richard III he, he, there's a few different stories as to how, where his body kind of um, and it's based on a real story yeah yeah it is based on a true story um, so number one what I will say is all the acting in this is actually pretty good we have Steve Coogan and Sally Hawkins Sally Hawkins is great and I think she's great in anything yeah she's been good in some, she was good in Shape of Water yeah and something else recently uh, or something else I've seen recently. She was in one of those movies this oh, year. She would be, yeah. No, that's, you know the one that's what she's known for. What was the one with the golf? Oh, Phantom of the Open. Was she in that? Yeah. Or the Duke. Or the Duke. <laughs> no, Hannah Mirren was the Duke. Okay, yeah. She's in Phantom of the Open. Phantom. She's very good in that. Yeah. And she's great in Paddington's Paddington as well. Paddington as well, yeah. Oh, she's in Lair Kick. I don't remember in Lair Kick. Well, this is Google line to me again. Oh, she's in Wonka with Timmy Chalamet. Yeah, she is. I wonder what. No, she's in the other Wonka. She's in the Jane, Johnny Depp one. She's the math. Okay, well, all I'm going to say is, this is lying. Google, we need to, we need to talk to Google. <laughs> anyway, look, it's it's a totally fine movie. for Like, it's it's 1 hour 48. I would say for two thirds of it, it's quite boring, quite generic, quite bland. I've never really got on, on board with the story because I'm not a big royalist. Like, I just, who gives a shit about, yeah. um, you know, finding, oh no. finding the Oh remains. no, the, the king who, you know, got it every you know care taken to yeah. him anything he asked for he'd get yeah. and he's not remembered well yeah exactly like, I but was he remembered for being nice yeah exactly um, he, you know being you know a king being demonised I couldn't really care less but it takes a turn in the last few minutes and what I was like, like last few minutes or like no last kind of half an hour I'd say where her all her <laughs> hard work Richard comes to life <laughs> no all her hard work of finding Richard III is then taken advantage of by Leicester University, which I know th- there's a bit of a controversy about that. They don't like that they've kind of been seen as the bad guys in this movie. But also other people that kind of um, maybe more qualified than her. Even okay. though she's, she was the one that raised all the money. She put all, in a lot of hard work. She was the one that actually pushed for this. And that was the thing that I really kind of latched onto. I was like, you know, someone who's put like all their hard work into this is now like being taken advantage of and, and all her um effort is now being, you know, put upon someone who didn't really want to be involved at the start. Yeah. And I think that's where the story actually really comes to life. So that's why I don't really want to put it in Poovy, but it's just the whole the first hour of this movie I'm like, I couldn't really care less. Now some people might actually enjoy it. They might actually get on board with where Sally Sally Hawkins was coming from. 
Um, Steve Coogan does a good job. I don't think he's done anything really great, but just in terms of that last half an hour, I really actually quite enjoyed this whole idea of people in power just taking advantage of like someone who's put in a lot of effort and into into a project that's close to their heart. Um, Fuck the bits. Yeah, sort of. But it's not, even, vibe, it's not even that. It's just it, like it could. This could have been based in America. It could have been based in. It could have been based in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And it just imagine like someone's put in a lot of effort to find Michael Collins' remains. Yeah, and then suddenly at the end. They finally find the remains, and then Trinity College come along and say oh, how good. they've done such a good job yeah. in, in being involved in this or yeah. something like it's that. It's not easy for you to get me on board with Trinity being the villains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so th- in terms of that, I actually I didn't mind it, um, but yeah, just overall, it's just such it's a fine movie. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I had you couldn't think of a Halloween villain for this. Uh, I saw not like, really. No. So you're just like a really bland thing that's not that maybe, like effective in what it's trying to achieve. I was gonna say realistic villain. You could say like some sort of corporation. Oh, the scariest villains of all, like Amazon or something. <laughs> Bezos. This movie. Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, let's go with that. I, I was gonna say David S. Pumpkins, but I like Jeff Bezos way better. Um, okay, so Pooby the Month then. Yeah. Uh, Bros Amsterdam Lost King Halloween Ends what did we give no, uh, I didn't, I didn't. Blatant Muck we gave Amsterdam Blatant Muck do you want to go Bros I've never seen oh, Bros oh but... see that's why I feel bad um, or Black Adam <laughs> oh wow I didn't know Black Adam was in there no he's not <laughs> you, you've, you've put it in movie of the month yeah, yeah we're okay. uh, so it's not Halloween Ends I don't think it's Lost King like I think no. that would be very unfair if you want to go Amsterdam again Hold on, let me I feel just, like that's very harsh let me uh, let me no, because it's probably... Okay, let me just check what I gave. I know you don't agree with this, but what was the lowest rating I gave this month? It was to bros. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it to give the bros. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it to bros. Just remember how much we love Fire I Island. I really liked Fire Island. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. The characters in that are much better than Fire Island. Like, yeah. What else happens in bros that I can say is shit? Oh, the whole end scene... You know the bit where someone has to win someone else back? Yeah. Fuck that. I was so done with it. And then also, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Um, like, but again, it's very emotional. People might get moved to tears. Now this is, now this is rocket. Gary, Gary doesn't have any tears. <laughs> no tears. Um, okay, cool. So shall we then move on to movie of the month, David? Yeah. We've already talked about two nominees. Black Adam. <laughs> We've already talked about get two nominees. We've already talked about two nominees. Uh, Banshee's been a sheer and a decision to leave. But the last movie we wanted to film was a movie called Smile. Smile isn't like, we didn't think we'd be giving this movie in a month. No. I didn't even want to go see this movie. It's on nine o'clock in the small little theater, small screen in Omniplex. But it's a movie that I'll probably never forget till the day I die. Um, Smile is a movie about a therapist named... Susie. Susie? Oh, by the way, oh, yeah. we can cut this out, but uh, she, was, she, is, she is a monk at Sally Hawkins. Oh, there you go. Yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, so it's about a therapist, Dr. Rose Cotter, and she witnesses a traumatic and bizarre event where one of the patients that comes to see her talks about this being, this entity that follows her around, and it's always smiling, and it's always, every time it's around, bad things happen. And what happens then is, and it's not too much to spoil it because it's in the trailer, this person kills themselves in front of Dr. Rose Cotter, whilst giving this very creepy smile and since that event um these weird events and occurrences seem to keep happening around dr rose cotter and she starts things that are happening to her starts to align with what this patient had been telling rose cotter yes. and 
uh, it goes on to try for her to have to try and you know understand this thing and to stop these events occurring but also there's maybe some bits of her past that she also needs to address yeah. and deal with to l- un- truly understand this entity yeah. uh, I want to keep it vague of course because yeah. a lot of this movie is they're just trying to discover this um, jump scare the movie is what this movie has been kind yeah. of deemed and um, you know labelled and for me I didn't like that no. <laughs> it was very stressful well, you described it you were like after the first five minutes the tension starts ratcheting up and it doesn't stop <laughs> so yeah and I, I guess yeah and I, this is just a warning for people as well yeah. if you don't like jump scares this is not for you yeah. because what happens is like I said she sees the smile like the patient kills herself and then from that moment on you the entity the smile yeah. can appear at any moment at any time in any situation as any as, as any anything being. or anyone yeah. and sometimes things can happen that turns out they didn't happen and then another it's just it fucks with your brain yeah. and you're on edge the entire movie yeah so it's not fun. <laughs> no. But my God, is it like thrilling. Yeah, considering like, the re- the reason it's in Movie of the Month is because it sets out to do something and it does it very well. So well. It's like, it, it gets out to scare you and it scares you. <laughs> but like, is that good? Yeah. I don't like that, but I definitely felt the movie achieved what it was yeah. looking to. Yeah, And um, And I think another kind of maybe thing about it is it's like, maybe just as a word of warning, like the movie does take a turn at, at some point and it's not what you're expecting and you could either be very on board with that or or, or like just it's it kind of tips you over the edge yeah. I felt and towards the end towards the yeah. end yeah and but I think a lot of what you know is is good about this movie is the performance from Sosie Bacon Kevin Bacon's yeah. daughter and and showing her deterioration throughout the movie yeah. as she gets more and more appearing to be more and more paranoid yeah. to other characters. Um, the supporting cast are grand. Yeah. Nothing stellar. Like, all your horror movie level, co- yeah. co- caliber kind of qu- of quality. Um, one of the things I thought was quite strange was the score is very intriguing and very unique. Yeah. But I found very distracting at yeah, times. Yeah. There was a point at where the credits come up and it's literally like, oh, so this is the Black Mirror. You're, doing, you're yeah. trying to do Black Mirror. Yeah. And it, it kind of has that Black Mirror quality of it nearly in a way where nothing is happy Uh, and then some of the visual choices I didn't really understand them but they were definitely like you know a lot of the aerial views I was like what the fuck was the point of those but like they looked great but I don't really understand where they were trying to go with it yeah so there's a lot of aerial shots where there's certain look at like maybe it's I don't know maybe they're trying to um, focus on how like strange things are so they you look at it at certain points of view things like that but I, I didn't it really like it took me out of the movie a little bit but yeah. I wasn't too bothered by it like and then the only other things that I want to mention was some of the characters are very cartoony like the sister yeah it's just like her and her husband like what is that like that's just such a weird character yeah. I didn't really understand where they were trying to go with that and uh, her, husband, and her right? husband as well and I love that actor as well yeah. he's great in Shaft if you've ever seen Shaft okay. um, yeah he was just like I was just like they're meant to be engaged, but like at no point do I feel like they had any chemistry to begin yeah. with. And again, we don't see him until after she has that event, so yeah, they're maybe. a bit thrown. Yeah. But I thought one of the things that was interesting about this movie as well, which I feel like is a phrase I say a lot, but I find a lot of interesting things about a lot of movies, is the discussion or the subplot or the... Um, I keep saying social commentary a lot during this, but the, the conversation the movie nearly tries to have about trauma 
and mental illness and how we as a society deal with that. So this is the thing. I, I've watched a review on this and someone's trying to say, well, I, I think what happens is there was a backlash to this movie that like they, people didn't like that it was about mental health and trauma. And then someone was trying to say, oh, you know, it's just a horror movie. It's not. Oh, no. Like, but it's, it clearly oh, it's is. very much so. And I think that's probably one of the things that elevates the movie yes. is that you have this character who's clearly having a mental breakdown and no one is like no none of her close family or friends are trying to help like there's only, there is yeah. a character who does help and eventually but like in, in more of a emotional context no one tries to help her and even the husband character you know is confided in and doesn't really do the best actions yeah. from that you know conversation that they have yeah. and i imagine that's something that's similar enough happens with you know men hearing this sort of stuff and being like i don't do this yeah exactly and like it, he she our main character rose cotter says it herself that you know, he just wants to have that happy all-American lifestyle. He doesn't want any of this weird... Oh, kind of... I, I will say, there's one point where she's like, oh, you, oh you, you're, yeah. you're afraid to run away when things get bad. Things are more than yeah. bad in this household. <laughs> That's there, true, yeah. There's things in this house that I'm like, this is serious shit. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But I get the point. B- she's birthday thinking. party, yeah, birthday party. The birthday party scene, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I, I do like the fact that they did take that kind of swing at it and try to kind of humanise... Or, maybe mysticize the idea of mental health and try and show it as or maybe make give people an understanding of what it is and how it looks in a more kind of extreme context um but then yeah by the end of the movie i don't know if it says the right message (laughs) yes i think well i did yes i i I think it does send the right message in a way because it it shows how potent the thing is vagueness i just think the characters the is yeah the, yeah the, the characters dealing with it the characters decisions at the end i was just like use a fucking morons and yeah. it's that classic hollywood thing but i think maybe it's meant to end on a certain note to invoke that yeah it's more strongly yeah um but yeah i've never seen you more scared in a movie so that's yeah, no, what i found yeah, entertaining yeah. it's very funny wasn't it and um, no, but like not a, but it wasn't like you weren't so, like scared. It was just like it was more how much the movie got a, such a reaction from you where you yeah. kept saying like you'd see a door open, and you'd be like, "Fucking shit, don't go in there, Jesus. Yeah, which is great. Like that's like so. My biggest thing with this movie is, and I've seen scary movies before, but like it's when you have multiple characters can experience um, scares or can experience like a monster, whereas in this, it's just like one character experienced that. Um, say demon or whatever entity entity yeah and i found like that's the most scary part and as you say like it's because that tension is just ratcheting up and that being can just be anything anywhere anytime all at once yeah whereas like the the closest thing i could kind of um think to this is like it but like with it because you had that group of friends and when they're together it's almost like that release yeah and you have that kind of heartening moments Whereas in this, there's nothing. There's no... And I think that's another thing that ruined me for the movie slightly was there was no rules. Yeah. I would have liked there to be certain rules in place that when things happened, it was like, ah, yes, because yeah. it's obeying these certain criteria. Whereas the movie's kind of like, fuck it, we're going to scare you whenever yeah. we fucking feel like it. Yeah. Um, I'll have the movie monster if you want. Yeah. The Invisible Man. You don't know where it is. You don't know where it is. <laughs> don't know what it's going to do. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Big boy chats, David. Yeah. Movie of the month. Uh, give me the nominations again Banshee's Smile Decision to Leave well you know what I'm going to say what are you going to say Banshee's yeah it's probably Banshee's <laughs> <laughs> yeah like as much as I love no like I, uh, in terms of the best qu- the best quality movie to come out this month I think is Banshee's yeah that's fair plus Ireland oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck Kenny. Stop Fuck Kenny. Sorry. Pat Short. Pat Short. John, John Kenny. Kenny. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Pat Kenny was in that, though. <laughs> yeah. Someone going up there and tickets in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything left Pierce, Pierce to say. Oh, Pierce. <laughs> Navin Native Arctic Pierce. What are your thoughts on it? Navin is deep in my heart on the banks of the Boyne there, yeah. across from the town. My grandfather... God bless him, built a lovely little bungalow, and that was my home. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> so, thank, so, thank you, Pierce. He loves that one. <laughs> he loves it, I feel like he's been a very bad guest. He's not answering yeah. any of our questions. <laughs> and Pierce, you know, if you're going to keep this up, we're just going to leave. When you go, I even try to go on. <laughs> wow. There we go. What an insight. There we go. Um, okay, it's very late. We'll try... Will we do what's coming out in October very quickly? Go for it, yeah. Okay, so... It's, it's, we've already gone through what's Sorry, coming October, out. October, November. November. Oh, I probably should have mentioned this up top. November. I'm doing November. I'm by Tron Lincoln. If anyone wants to, like... Uh, November's a great charity. They do a lot of stuff about, like, immense health from, you know, prostate cancer to testicular cancer and also mental health. Um, you should look into it just as a charity. And if you know anyone who's doing it, donate to them. But I'm doing it, and you might know me, so maybe donate to me. But you don't have to just check in on my mate. That's just as good. Um, All right, Gary, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> you doing it? You're going to stash with me, David? No. No, oh, boo. Sorry. Okay, well, that was worth a shot. Um, right. Oh, November movies. What is coming out? I can list them all and you can tell me what you're most excited for or I can just do a bit on each of them if you prefer. No, I have a list here. Okay, well there's Enola Holmes too. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's Enola Holmes taking up her first case as a detective but as they start to mystery, mystery, ravel brother Sherlock's in it too. Uh, the Weird Al Yankovic story or Weird the Al Yankovic story. It's an exaggerated story, uh, exaggerated true story about the greatest musician, musician of our time, Al Yankovic, uh, very much in the style of a Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket yeah. Man kind of esque thing. Then there's also on the 11th of November, Black Panther Forever, which is to do with the characters from that dealing with the death of King T'Challa and the sort of issues that come from that as it looks as if there is a foreign force looking to invade of sorts. And then there's also the menu which is written by Will Tracy and Seth Reese, focusing on a young couple who visits an exclusive destination restaurant on a remote island where the acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu along with some shocking surprises starring Annie Taylor-Joy and Ralph Fiennes. We've also got Armageddon Time, a coming-of-age story about the strength of a family and the generational pursuit of the American dream. We've also got Devotion on the 23rd of November. The elite fighter pilots Jesse Brown and Todd Hubner become the U.S. Navy's most celebrated wingmen during the Korean War. And... Um, Who's in that? Uh, what's his face? Kang. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors and Guy from Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. He's doing all the fighter pilot yeah. movies. Uh, Bones and all, little boy, Timothy Chalamet is hungry. Uh, Disenchanted is the sequel to Enchanted. And Matilda, it's the musical, it's the film adaptation of the musical adaptation of Matilda. And then the 25th of November, we've got Strange Worlds, which is a animated movie from Disney with Jake Gyllenhaal about the Clades, who are a legendary family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission into uncharted and treacherous territory. There's another one you didn't mention here. Apart from, sorry, the Strange New World, take that, Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> there's one here, After Sun, you didn't hear about this? Ah, fuck fuck Paul Mascot <laughs> fucking shit about it oh oh you're doing the same character in a movie again but with a little girl this time and your hand's broken get over yourself in your weird fucking suits <laughs> go eat some fucking Denny sausage sorry I just wanted to bring that up that'd be very funny sorry. 
Yeah. No, it's fine. Paul uh, was fine. He's just... No, yeah, it's fine. I just like to see him act well. <laughs> what am I looking forward to? Um, looking forward to Black Panther. It looks cool. Um, looking forward to Timothy Chalamet being hungry. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. Looks violent. We've yeah, seen so a, it's, it's we've seen a lot of uh, cannibals this this year. Yeah, it's to do with a, some r- love relationship between Timothy Chalamet, he's a cannibal, and a woman. Yeah, um, yeah. There are the two to stand out. The menu. I've seen reviews of that seems good. So what interests me about the menu is the writer Seth Reese. I think it is. He has he him and another guy Tracy. I think are writers for the uh, last week tonight and Seth Meyers. Oh, okay. And they also did some stuff for Succession. So I imagine this movie is going to be very political and very yeah. social social commentary, let's say the word again. <laughs> so it's going to be very witty in some of that yeah. So I'm intrigued for in that sense, because I imagine it's going to do something with the 1% and stuff like that. <laughs> so that has me interested. For me, Black Panther Forever, or not Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I'm intrigued because, uh, what you call it? It just looks visually interesting. Then character Namor looks quite cool. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they deal with the whole... Not recasting Chitala, uh, Johnny yeah. Bosom's Ch- Chitala. Uh, Nola Holmes 2, I couldn't give a shit about it. No, no offense, but I just really didn't like the, the first one. First one um, weird, the, weird, the, the Al Yakovich story, I'm very intrigued with. Because so that's coming out in Prime, is it? It's coming out in Roku. Oh. Wow. I don't know what that is over here. I think it's Disney. Is it Prime over here? Prime or Disney, yeah. Oh, fair. Uh, like it's, so it's basically a, a parody of, yeah. of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah kind of biopics. So I, I, I'm, I, Weird Al's really funny anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so to see, I'm Dan, Dan Radcliffe. He can do whatever he likes, you know. So yeah. I'm intrigued by that. Um, no, yeah, there's some good movies there. Um, yeah. There's some movies you missed actually. Sorry, there. Just I'm just saying. Um, on All Quiet in the Western Front and Barbarian and oh yeah, we we'll get to those. Yeah, maybe we'll, get to we'll those, see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's forward. it. That's yeah. October. Shine. <laughs> do we have anything else, Dave Pierce? Nah, I'll probably leave to it. Um, right. Okay. Well, David, thank you very much. As always. Welcome. And for everyone listening, cheers. If you want to know when new ones are coming out. Boy, can, this is a long one. Fuck. I know. Um, what you call it? Still shorter than decision to leave. But <laughs> yeah, take that decision to leave. But uh, I was going to say, so yeah. Another podcast. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, all the usual podcast mediums. You can follow us on Letterboxd at David dscanlon10 and Gary O'Brien spelled in a funny way you can follow at reading the on Instagram to see our reviews going up there and potentially something moustache related for mo- November November I'll see uh, what sort of mood I'm in um, but yes very much appreciate it thank you very much for listening and have, have just have a fun time we're still friends are we? I don't know is Pierce your best friend? oh Pierce I'd never cut my fingers off Pierce <laughs>